right, welcome back to uh, Veterans in Cannabis. And uh, very happy to have a, a veteran in the industry, Brian Carver from a Patriot Shield Security joining us. Um, someone in your organization reached out to us and, and put us in touch, Brian. And so I, I, I noted, I think you just joined them recently. And, and so just very excited to kind of talk to a real boots on the ground veteran in the industry and, and learn more about you know, what compelled you to ooh, take that risky step of <laughs> being in the cannabis business, right? And I know there's so many other things and factors, but um, uh, I would love to, uh, uh, you know, just just welcome you to the show, man. Well, well, thanks, Scott. I really appreciate it. And quite honestly, I'm surprised and, and really welcome this opportunity um, just because of my interest in podcasting and also new... Um, sort of social media or new kind of generation ways to uh, reach out to people that's non-traditional but seem to have a, a larger grasp on society and, and upcoming generations and have a lot more reach so mm -hmm. no, um, I, 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 I appreciate this opportunity and, and yeah I be in the industry now no good for you and and yeah I, I think that the two things going on right now are LinkedIn and podcasting. Like the fact that more people, it, it's it, the same problems we're having in the veteran space about guys don't know what to do or find jobs or all this kind of stuff. Cannabis business owners are making the same mistakes by not leveraging LinkedIn. The fact that nobody was doing a podcast like this blows my mind. You know, it's like <laughs> I started this, you know, on a whim, but I'm glad I did. And, and, and even if more podcasts just like it show up, the cool thing about podcasting, there isn't actually competition. We actually all work together uh, because it's not like radio. There aren't time slots. You can listen to one and then listen to the next one. So that's the same thing that's going on on LinkedIn. It's, it's all goodwill. So we want to encourage people to use these new social media, these new media platforms, like you said. But uh, anyways, why don't you tell us just, just a real quick version of, you know, your kind of transition story out of the military. I'm sure, sure you did a couple of jump steps like most people before you get into cannabis. Um, but, uh, yeah, why don't, why don't you kind of start there and then we'll talk about what it means to be in, in the cannabis, as, as I like to say. Right. Well, and this was kind of one of the things that made it so hard for me to come into this industry. I'm still in the military. Oh. I'm 19 years in the military, currently serving in the Army National Guard. Okay. 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 So, needless to say, there was a little hesitation when I said, hey, I think I'm going to go join this hemp company. And I knew that right off the bat, I was probably going to pop up on all the random UA tests that come <laughs> up from now on. But uh, no, I think it's, um, uh, in, in talking about this in the military, both in my unit and guys that have recently got out, um, you're right. There's A, there's much more acceptance of either medical marijuana use for veterans or using CBD um, to treat things that normally the VA would treat with pills. And that's kind of how I got into it because, you know, I had a medicine cabinet that three out of the four shelves were filled with pills from either the medical treatment facility or the VA. And I didn't like taking pills. I found CBD oils and this is about a year or two ago. And uh, randomly just uh, a buddy of mine who we had served at the time, we didn't know each other, um, but we were both in Balad at the same time during the surge back in 06, 07. We had become friends later on. And he started working here at Patriot Shield. He kept saying, hey, man, you got to come over here. This is a great company. This is a exploding industry. And, you know, it's going to be a great place to work. 
at the time I was working in corporate aviation and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm working, you know, want to be a pilot. You know, I got a good gig here. I don't want to mess it up. And after a couple months of talking with him and getting to know some of the people here, it kind of a light bulb clicked, not only in the potential for this business, uh, because it is so new and, and burgeoning, um, but also as a way to, like you said, employ veterans. I mean, we're literally creating positions that don't exist in other companies. We're creating projects. Guys are creating their own projects. Like, hey, I think we should start our own farm. You know, okay, learn how to farm and go do it. So we sent a guy out to do that. That's actually the guy that got me involved, Nick Carey. Okay. So he's like running our farm, you know, uh, podcasting. We're thinking about starting our own podcast as well. Um, so it's just, there's unlimited opportunity. And with this new media, social media, with um, all the uh, connectivity today, it's, it's a way to market and get veterans who are kind of either lost or directionless, give them kind of a direction and something to strive for. I mean, the potential is there for, you know, unlimited growth and earning and the mindset of veterans and basically taking insurmountable tasks and being able to um, complete them usually better than expected. That's the kind of, um, kind of thing that we're trying to build our company on, mm -hmm. you know, it's um, somebody who's not used to just the day to day, Monday through Friday. Somebody's used to being in the suck. Somebody's used to odd hours and, and giving very little, being given very little tools or instruction and then accomplishing uh, a tre tremendous task. Those, those are the type of people that will, um, really help build this industry as a whole. You know, like you said, it's not all potheads and getting guys like this that both can benefit from the products and the process, but can also benefit financially and in their home life and with their family. And that's just kind of what motivated me to come and, and try to try to help that here at Patriot Shield. No, that, that's an awesome uh, story. So really, really appreciate you, uh, kind of go into the detail there. You know, it's funny, I, I, I was just at a, uh, a job fair in uh, here where I live, a military focused job fair and you know, 50 booths and everybody's in a suit and they look really uncomfortable because they, they don't know what you do and they're hoping resumes align to things. And I'm like, oh, there's a couple things wrong here. I mean, I can get into all the, you know, networking and marketing and life purpose and the fact that it's 2020 and we can do this stuff more efficient. But you know, what definitely wasn't there are any businesses related to the cannabis industry. And yeah, we're in Virginia, but man, there's hemp, there's CBD. I mean, the fact that people still think CBD is, you know, marijuana, uh, it blows me away. And, and I just kind of like to get your perspective on, you know, what is it that was the, the light bulb switch, you know, for you to be like, oh, this this is okay. This, is, this isn't what everybody told, it's not the boogeyman it, uh, it, they told us it was. And, and then, you know, what do you think, what do you think, what else can we do to get, to get, to, to start breaking these stigmas and, and, to, and to get more veterans involved? Like what, what are your, what are your main uh, um, uh, points that, that you think we could, we could help influence? Well, so kind of what got me into looking into the CBD and that this whole alternative uh, to medical marijuana, you know, obviously there's medical marijuana talk after Colorado, Washington, all those states passed it. Um, and still being in at the time I was AGR, I was active guard and reserve. So I really couldn't do anything. Um, cause I was, you know, working full time, not even CBD, 
Well, uh, so a couple of guys in on my team showed up with CBD vape pens back in like 2013, 2014. And I had just started transitioning to just a regular e-cigarette nicotine vape mm-hmm. pen because I was trying to quit smoking. And these guys show up at work doing the CBD. I'm like, dude, you guys are going to get in trouble. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that here. And like, no, dude, it's totally legal. It's totally, you know, you can't, you can't pop on a drug test. So that's when I started kind of looking into it. Mm-hmm. And then what further got me into it, you know, learning how CBD is where most of the medical properties, the, the pain relief, the anti-inflammatory, the anti-depression, anti-anxiety stuff was coming from the medical marijuana, uh, made me start looking into that. Cause like I told you, I, I had a, I had a medicine cabinet full of pills mm-hmm. that I really didn't like taking. And every time I'd go see my doc after an injury or when something else would flare up, you know, something I got in Iraq, all he would do is just, Hey, here's another prescription, you know, another refill. I'm like, no, I don't want pills. I want to get fixed. Yeah. So that, that kind of led me kind of looking more into the CBD and also kind of one of your follow on questions is how, how do we change the stigma? It's starting to change. You know, the VA is doing some of these studies and even some are saying now they're starting to recommend CBD instead of some some of these pills, or at least some doctors, military doctors are, Mm -hmm. although the military itself will not publicly come out and say that CBD is, you know, it's not intoxicating. It doesn't affect you like marijuana does and it's okay and recommended. I think in order to change that mindset, unfortunately, until it becomes, you know, more broadly accepted nationwide, and you know marijuana is legalized in more states and you know it can it can be studied further or it can be used and tested the really the way is is to get guys like me guys like everybody here at patriot shield you know guys like you who have been in who have served who have gone through some of these pains or injuries and seen the the benefiting effects to get into some of those positions in administration at the va or advocating with you know military health or with veteran service organizations. And there are some hemp companies that are starting to work with VSOs like DAV and Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America. And I think that's huge. I think there needs to be a lot more of that outreach, mm-hmm. but I think that's what it's gonna take um, to, it, right now that's what we can do. In the long run is getting some people that have gone through it themselves into those positions, which unfortunately, in that kind of bureaucracy, it's not real easy to do people like people like me and people like some of us here and how we talk and things that we've done aren't real good for, you know, the, the political, you know, um, appointed positions in order to right. these changes. No, I t- totally understand that. Well, okay. No, I, I appreciate that perspective. You know, I think, I think part of it, this is what I want to ask you about next is, you know, we changed the stigma by letting people realize that, this, these are these are real jobs. Tell us about your day to day job or what what people around you are doing. Like uh, oh, it's yeah. an it's it's crazy. Um, I mean, I I came in here knowing nothing of sales. You know, uh, you know, I'm mostly a combat arms guy, mostly in aviation operations and flying airplanes on the civilian side. I come in here knowing nothing about account management and sales, and because that's what I'm I'm doing. And then a lot of it is networking. It is literally trying to contact people who are similar or have kind of tangential roles as to myself or what Patriot Shield does Mm -hmm. and just trying to make connections. And then it can be anything from that, talking, emailing, um, you know, just describing our services 
to literally being a salesman for somebody who, you know, wants to buy some product or strategic planning. You know, we're working with some marketplaces to both partner with and, and promote our services on for, you know, the full spectrum seed to sale type stuff, you know. We're, 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 not, we're not doing the growing and we don't have the retail lines as of yet, but we're the, trying to do everything in between. So like I said, creating own projects, creating own positions. In there, I'm literally trying to find some sort of niche where I can align Patriot Shield with, uh, you know, like uh, Cannabids or Uncanna, another veteran-owned retail company mm-hmm. here in Denver, or... Um, you know, hemp dig, which is another marketplace on the East coast. How can we work together? Much like you said, with podcasting in this industry, the way everybody grows and gets bigger and stronger is finding those relationships and working together mm-hmm. and trying to work parallel with people rather than in direct competition. It'll, it'll kind of bolster the business for everybody. So it's a balancing act between responding to just phone calls and email inquiries, selling us as Patriot shield, selling myself as to what, how I can help, you know, a client or a person who might be new in the industry as well. I'd say half the people I talk to, this is their first year growing and, and they don't know what to do. And they're asking me questions. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've been doing this for about two months, barely. And mm-hmm. so it's a lot of research on my part. I'm like, you know what, let me get back to you. And I talk to the people that know about it, or I'm, I'm Googling, I'm researching about the science, about the, the processes, it's, it's, a, it's dipping my toes into a little bit of everything so that we can, I can try to implement this full spectrum from pulling it out of the ground to getting it sold type stuff for a variety of clients. Yeah. And, and that's what makes networking so great. And this is what I try to explain to veterans. It's like, dude, you don't have to know everything. Just be the resource. You got to learn sales and marketing. I'm sorry, but you do. And that also means networking. It all ties in. And, right. and if you are the resource, yeah, maybe you don't have the answer, but instead of freaking out about it, either go figure it out or find someone who does. I mean, um, I, I, we, we work closely with Lola Wellborn, who's a 19 year military spouse. Um, and she does cannabis accounting, right? And, and, and like you said, her husband, you know, gets, gets picked up on all the, uh, you know, drug tests, you know, just because she's an accountant to like, come on, you're not talking, you're not dealing with product, but no, I, I, I love that description. Hey, but you know what I what I like about this podcast, I want I want you guys to promote your businesses. Like, t- tell us what you do. How do you help people in the industry? Uh, pr- promote yourself to, to veterans that you want to come join you. Like, we want to get veteran-owned businesses in the cannabis industry, you know, blown up. So, yeah. um, sell well, it, man. <laughs> all right. So, well, basically, you know, Patriot Shield is a veteran combat veteran owned and operated company i think out of all of our employees i think there's only two that aren't vets and um but they've come with like military support of family and most aren't most mostly marines and army infantry guys we do have a couple navy or air force vets as well but and the genesis of the company was in the security side of things you know we're uh armed physical security guys at a dispensary at a lab at a right you know, that, and then that mold, uh, morphed into security monitoring with videos and motion detection, alarms, all that stuff. Okay. And then that became transport. We became pretty much the go-to uh, armed, secured, and insured transport company in the industry. And not only that, since we were doing this, and, and kind of uh, Ross, our CEO, getting arrested in Oklahoma and bringing to light 
hemp and transportation of hemp across state lines into a national spotlight. Hey guys, just want to jump in here real quick and say a couple words from our sponsors, Canisher Consulting. Hey, listen, if you've been ever been a business owner or an entrepreneur, we all know we're not playing the regular game of you know doing stock investing and retirement accounts and insurances. We don't have time for that kind of stuff. It doesn't ever come up, and it definitely has not been coming up in the cannabis space because it's been too difficult to even to get banking uh, access until until recently. It looks like they're they're trying to you know ease up the laws, but this isn't going to be easy. And even then. You need a solution for creating an exit strategy, for employee benefits programs, for setting up your own retirement plan to make sure your family's taken care of. Hey, this is what Canisher Consulting is doing. They have a really unique solution that has never been afforded to the cannabis community until now. It's always been available. It's just nobody was really looking into it. So what I want you to do is head over to Canisher uh, Consulting. What you do it on LinkedIn. So you go to, to go to our page or the Canisher Consulting page on LinkedIn, and you're gonna just click the Learn More button. You're gonna get taken right to their white paper. You don't have to give your email or anything like that. Like you're gonna read this white paper, and you're gonna want to contact them right away. So again, go to Canisher Consulting on LinkedIn and get the white paper so you can really find out what's actually going on, what the opportunities are for cannabis business owners to save, grow, invest their profits without risk of losing it and get all the tax benefits you can't get because of 280E. So go to Canisher on LinkedIn right now, get the white paper and have your mind blown. All right. Thanks. Back to the show. Oh, that was your, that was him? Oh. Back in January, yeah. Yeah, I told you I was coming in here dark on purpose. Like, just, yeah. so, the, just so the listeners know, I didn't want to research because I want to be that veteran who's saying, hey, why do I want to join your company? It's like, this sounds awesome. Okay, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. so, yeah, so it's funny. So Ross got arrested back in January transporting hemp clones. And, you know, this was right after the farm bill passed. And, God. yeah. <laughs> and he was there were hemp clones it was right after the farm bill passed and they got pulled over i think they like i think one of their vehicles like california stopped through a stop sign or it was one of those flashing red lights in a small town where you're supposed to treat it like a four-way it was no big deal and um uh, apparently the responding officers just didn't understand that even though we had the paperwork and we had the stuff we didn't have our hyper compliance to show that and um, so, yeah, he ended up getting arrested. Big legal battle was all over the news. And then it's funny now, Oklahoma is one of our best states to operate through. Yeah, right. We, we helped them learn about hemp versus marijuana. And similarly with Utah, Utah had very strict um, uh, regulatory things about it. And we're one of the, if not one of the, uh, if not the only company that can transport through Utah without getting an individual permit every time we go through, we have a blanket permit. We just have to fill out the application paperwork. So we can, we are literally the only company that goes, um, you know, nationwide coast to coast Okay. In, in the hemp transport industry. And with that, we only hire combat uh, vets to do that. You know, most of the time per state laws, these guys are armed unless we're going someplace that they can't be armed. Mm-hmm. You know, like California has very strict laws about that. Um, these guys literally are going all over the country making killer money when they're doing transports. I think they make something like $425 a day plus per diem on a transport. 
you know, and um, their, you know, their expenses are paid. So they're traveling all over the country. We fly them back home or fly them out to wherever they're doing. And, you know, they're with other combat vets and, and like who've done, you know, convoys in Iraq or Afghanistan or, or kind of know how, how this works, how the, the importance of the security of the situational awareness, all this stuff. It's just a really cool mindset. It's almost like as much as it sucks to be in combat, it's really cool to be with the guys that you're in combat with. Wow. And that's the feeling that I get every day that I work here. You know, you don't find that kind of camaraderie if you're working in a nine to five office. And wow. from there, we saw besides the security and the transport, we saw what was lacking in the hemp industry was kind of that broad spectrum logistical support. There was a lot of people growing. There was a lot of people selling. There was a lot of brokerage, a lot of retails, a lot of labs. There wasn't a lot of supply chain management. And people were trying to go from A to E. They weren't really dealing B, C, or D. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the um, idea behind where we're at now is basically being trying to be the logistical go-to for the whole supply chain from farm field to the retail shelves. And with that, we're going into states like Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, Michigan, and we're hiring other combat vets directly into, if they're not going to be, you know, security and transport directly into like management roles. Okay. You know, you're not going to be the guy bucking the buds. You're going to be the, the manager, you know, supervising the warehouse. Sure. You know, we're giving these guys management opportunities right off the bat. And like I said, with our company, it, it's, it's potentially unlimited growth. You know, our idea is to hire vets, promote from within, and then let them take over and expand the company with, with whatever their ideas are. And that's, that's the beauty about this. And that's why I really am happy that I'm here is we want good ideas. We want people that'll make stuff happen. And if you're motivated and if you're, if you see something that we're lacking or that can be improved and said, Hey, you know, I, I, we need this or, Hey, this is kind of messed up. Here's how I can streamline it and be like, Hey, run with it, make things better. And then when you make things better, it makes the company better. We all win. Mm -hmm. That's kind of our, uh, that's kind of our, our, concept behind the operation and it is to put veterans into um, growth positions and hopefully when we hire veterans in these growth positions then they'll once again network mm -hmm. and get their buddies that they deployed with or hey I know this guy that he was in this other unit he's looking for a job out in Oregon you know and and do that and and we we also use social media for that you know we're using a lot of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and, and that as far as recruiting and, and trying to find people in addition to the network for the people that already work here or that we hire. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, yeah, how, do you how are you finding your people right now? So, I mean, a lot of referrals and stuff. But really, I, I, I'd like to hear kind of, you know, the, the issue we see in the, in the post-military life space is, Guys, we're getting jobs and maybe even making good money, but you know maybe there's not alignment, stuck in a cubicle type stuff. I just see the excitement in in your I mean, I hear the excitement in your voice as you're as you're talking about this, and I and you know just talk about that camaraderie of coming together again just brings me right back to that 800 kilometer drive 
you know, from from uh, uh, Kuwait to, from Arab John to, to to Kurit, where I ended up, um, where I was a convoy leader. Like that was most one of the most stressful thing, you know, moments, you know, three days of my life, of course. But it just yeah, that that I could imagine running around America, you know, growing this new industry, this new potential. Uh, yeah, talk about that for a minute. <laughs> oh, it's. It- you know, sometimes it's it's daunting. It's really, it, I mean, uh, and overwhelming and kind of scary. Like, oh my God, what did we get ourselves into? But then it's just like, you know, then little pieces start falling into place. Little things start happening that kind of snowball into a lot bigger things. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, we actually made this work. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, we, we can't be stopped. Hell yeah high fives and we're and we're just on to the next thing because you know now we kind of feel invincible we're like yeah nothing can stop us now and oh hey by the way this guy heard what we did out in pennsylvania now he's calling and he wants to set something up in oregon we're like that's that's three times bigger we're just like oh how are we gonna do this okay (laughs) well well let's get to it you know and that's it's 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 very exciting and it's it's um it's hard to put into words, you know, especially when you get people in, whether, you know, like some of the guys I worked with out in Pennsylvania, I had just met them when we got there. They're from Oklahoma. And, you know, I, I would, I would take those two guys, you know, Anthony Patrice and, and Ty and just literally be like, Hey, we're opening a new warehouse in Oregon. You know, you guys, let's go do this. You know, I feel comfortable just, you know, two, three, four of us that were out in Pennsylvania, just go and, find some of these other vets that we've worked with or some of our operators who want to move into that, that supervisory role and okay. go knock down a 150,000 foot square house again. And, you know, it, it was rough, you know, we're talking 20, 25 hour days, things like that, just working around <laughs> the clock. And, and then when it all comes to fruition, I mean, I'm sure you've seen on our, our LinkedIn or our, our, our website, we went from little, literally empty warehouse to climate controlled drying rooms and, a couple weeks and then all of a sudden we're getting semi trucks full a day coming in. I mean, that's, it's really exciting stuff. It, I mean, it's hard work and it's, I mean, it's brutal hours, Mm -hmm. but it's really exciting when you see just, you are able to come up with that idea or help, help plan something like that and then actually execute and then stand back and watch be like, yeah, we did that. It's, it's truly amazing. And it, it's, it it brings everybody together and it kind of strengthens our drive to keep growing through the country, not just stop in, in Colorado and Oklahoma, Michigan and Pennsylvania. I mean, you know, set this up, this nationwide um, infrastructure up in Oregon, Washington, California, Utah, you know, uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. that way when there's, you know, there's going to be double digit growth in, in hemp farms and acres for the next foreseeable future. And then when, you know, marijuana becomes legalized nationwide, we'll already have the infrastructure there. I mean, it's the same, essentially the same process, you know, we'll already have the infrastructure in place and we're, we're already going to have the team built and, or continue to build it with, you know, reaching out to veterans in these areas and have, the availability and ability to keep these guys working in the explosive new growth of the industry once, you know, nationwide legalization happens. Right. And that's just damn exciting. I don't care who you are. That's just, it feels cool. Well, it, 
it's what Todd Scatini, who was on the last episode, when I first met him and learned about the Veterans Cannabis Project, and he's saying, yeah, we're, we're trying to advocate for legalization or, or access at the VA. That's their main thing. And that's, you know, that's working. Um, but he was like, Scott, the real thing is, you know, the veteran job thing, because who better to be in, in this industry where there's, you know, it's chaos and high regulation at the same time, but you got to like find a way to get things done. And, and so that's, that's just fun to hear that you guys are doing like exactly that. You're all, I mean, you're all being entrepreneurs one way or the other, whether you like it or not, you're not in a job, you're having to find solutions to problems real time and with real effort. And that includes team building all aspects of it. And you keep mentioning logistics, you know, how many, yeah, senior officer types who have been logistics officers for for in the military and they'll kind of be like scott there's got to be like a need for for logistics stuff and cannabis right and i'm like yeah dude yeah but, you know, they, gotta, they gotta tiptoe and and don't know who to talk to um but tell me real quick like who are your customers help us understand what that is so it, like where are you who are you moving stuff in between <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, obviously with harvest season, a lot of our active customers on a day-to-day -day are farmers, you know, okay. we're, we're actually pull, helping them pull their, their product out of the field, getting them dried, getting them, uh, getting them processed, things like that. Um, I was just talking with a retailer out in Las Vegas who already has a farm out in California and just needs to, and they already have their drying plan and, and all that. They just need to get the biomass from California to their lab in Las Vegas so they can turn it into their retail product. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I've been talking with the, the guys running some of these marketplaces, trying to both set up posts so that people can click on and, and just go directly to us or to be partnerships with them to be their like preferred partners. And they have client A buys, you know, 10,000 pounds of biomass from client B, then they would connect us with those two to provide the transportation. Okay. Um, we're, we're, working with labs um, all over all over the place to, to get material to the labs for processing. Uh, most recently, uh, I, I believe yesterday, we had a uh, new, new client up in Greeley, Colorado, and they want us to essentially do everything except for the warehouse. They, they got this giant warehouse, they got a lab, they want us to bring the product to them help them do the inventory control and storage, provide the full physical security, and then transport it when it's processed to wherever it's going. Um, and this goes, this goes from, you know, big companies all the way down to the one acre farms. Okay. And, you know, everything in between, you know, I'm working with a, 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 it's a group of farmers that have one acre up in Minnesota Been working with them, you know, so that essentially anybody in the need to, to, to move, move transport or move process or secure their product okay we, we will work with and we have been awesome okay very cool so um uh, um i mean last question it really is hey how do people reach out to you how, how do people contact you if they're if they're a veteran looking for a job or if they're a farm looking for a, a transportation oh absolutely um so on our website patriotshieldsecurity.com mm -hmm. Um, it kind of has a description of all of our services. There are request forms on there. Okay. Uh, there's a contact page to email. Uh, if anybody, especially, you know, with resumes, um, we don't have a dedicated recruiter as of yet, at least not for the whole company. So we all kind of, you know, we can take them in. Anybody can email me their resume uh, to uh, Brian with an I at patriotshieldsecurity.com. And um, 
you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram at Patriot Shield if you just want to see what uh, what we're up or Patriot Shield Security, I believe. Uh, and we get, we're we're posting there almost daily, so we can you know connect through there as well. But uh, okay. yeah, uh, um, and uh, if yeah, I guess that's I guess that would be about it. I was trying. I thought there was one more, but yeah. So uh, Patriot well, Shield. and that that may, that made me think of something. Um, um, real quick that I, I think is a struggle that's overlooked when when veterans are one of the reasons that's they're holding back from entering this industry it, it's not like you're going to get a normal paycheck in in the normal benefits packages and all that kind of stuff so i i you know how, how does that side of it work for you guys or the industry in general that a veteran can be like yeah you're going to get paid more like a self-employed person so what it actually works. It can work. Can work better in some ways. It, it depends. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that that um, might might scare people off a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. we are we are burgeoning. You know, we are a small company. Mm-hmm. We are a small veteran-owned company. We don't have the capital of a Fortune 500. We don't have you know all these um, you know back-end infrastructure for employee benefits because they just don't exist in this industry exactly I mean, no, even banking is hard to do right I, mean, I can't tell you how many banks we've been through because right. they say oh that's marijuana and we're closing your account in 30 days right so because of that it's hard to provide uh you know traditional corporate type benefits mm-hmm. what what we can provide, I mean, they are coming as we grow, as we get more established, as this becomes more nationwide, you know, established nationwide, all of that is going to come. Uh, we, what we can provide as far as operators is really good pay. It's almost like being a security contractor when you're doing the oper- operator stuff. Okay. And so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of self-driven. The more, the more available somebody is to work and more willing to travel and just hit the road and do it the more you can make um, on, on the guard side, you know, it's like a, it's a fixed hourly. It's good. It's much higher than a, a minimum wage. That's for sure. But you know, you're also just sitting in one place for eight hours and doing foot patrols rather than in, you know, moving, you know, a half a million dollars worth of product. So, sure. it's, um, but uh, it can, and then, you know, on the office or sales side that it's kind of, it's kind of determined case by case and, and what value you can bring to the company and what, what you can provide, you know, compared to what I was doing before, this is, I, I will take the lack of benefits and I will take the lack of, you know, a structured corporate thing for this opportunity because it is literally, it is, and I I hate the saying, but I also love it because it really is, it is what you make it. You know, so many people say that about the army. They're like, oh, the army sucks. I'm like, oh, and it is what you make it. Yeah, if you're, if you're a terminal specialist and you're just trying to sham out for four years and get out as soon as possible, yeah, it probably sucks. But if you try to do the self-improvement, go to the schools, you know, whatever, actually get a good t- score on your PT test and you're like, holy crap, I, I got promoted ahead of peers. This actually right. isn't that bad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> same kind of thing here. You know, if, if you're just going to, sit back and just kind of, you know, do the bare minimum to get by, it's probably not going to be a a great job for you. But if you want to work hard and excel and do more than what's expected, you're going to get rewarded very well for it. Okay, cool. No, I'm I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Glad to remember to ask that because what we're, what we're used to in the military is our leave and earnings statement. And look, you look at all that gobbledygook on there and it's just, 
hey, I, as long as I show up and don't get kicked out of the army, it's going to keep coming, right? And we get kind of used to that. And then, and then when we get out, they say, well, you got to make sure you get those benefits or, or, or get that structured salary. And I think, you know, while, while the cannabis industry is, is, is what's going on, you know, the big innovation, new opportunity, it's also the internet, the digital age. There's totally new ways of tapping into that. And if we limit ourselves to paychecks and benefits, man, you're leaving so much veteran potential and military spouse potential on the table. But uh, anyways, we'll leave it at that, Brian, and, and really appreciate you, uh, you joining us and looking forward to, to having you back on later, kind of hearing about how this is growing and, and uh, yeah, keep, keep going for there, man. Absolutely, Scott. You know what? I had a great time and I really enjoyed talking with you and I can't wait to do it again. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us again on uh, Veterans and Cannabis and uh, we will talk to you again on the next show. Cheers. Thank you.